I'm Matt Bronger. This might help. I am not a doctor. This might help. I'm not a professional. Let's have fun. This honestly is a good time. I'm Matt Bronger. This might help the podcast. Hey, welcome to This Might Help with Matt Bronger, the only advice podcast that exists. Um, thanks so much for the, the well wishes on the kid and for all the love. Uh, appreciate it. And thanks to people who still call. And um, I appreciate you just you know, leaving all these, all these problems. We're all going through some shit. And it's been nice to do it with you. Uh, today, I have someone who I've never met before personally, but I'm a huge fan of uh, both um, as, an, as, a, as a writer and an artist, and I will say as a personality. We'll get into that. Uh, please welcome Ira Madison III. How are you, Ira? I'm not a personality. Come on. <laughs> yes, you are. You're you're iconic. You've you've. Uh, that phrase is always that word has always stressed me out. Really? Because I always think of it as like Ryan Seacrest on American <laughs> Idol. No, but see, I don't see you as 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 a, as a blank. <laughs> you know, he's like the he's like the new Dick Clark, and who cares? You know, that's just yeah. the person who stands there. And just introduces, and I feel no no shade to Ryan, or whatever. But like, I just don't. I, I feel like he just wanted to be that kind of vanilla milk toast guy who just introduces these hot acts. I feel like you you are, let's so to speak, a hot act. You know, you are. <laughs> you're, you're a very you're a very unique person. I'm I've been watching uh, you for a while, like, and, and and just enjoying enjoying not only your your pop culture critique. And uh, and and your your um, commentary, but also you know you're a, you're a, you're a writer. You're yes. a, you write on you write for television, and yeah. you know kind of Mister Do It All. It's amazing. Yeah. From it's time amazing. to time, <laughs> <laughs> not currently in this week, <laughs> but yes, of course. <laughs> of course, it's 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 hard times for all of us. I, I feel. How how are how are you? You mentioned that, that you kind of blanch at the at the the thing of being a um, how do we put it a personality? I believe. Yes. But this, let's let's talk about that a little bit. What are your impressions uh, in terms of the good and the bad? In terms of let's say in terms of what you've made. You know, I feel like you are a brand. Um. No. Yeah. I'm, I was mostly being joking about okay. that word. It's just the word in particular. But no, I feel good. I'm great. Okay. Yeah. Good. Good, oh good. I'm <laughs> sorry. I know this is a little <laughs> yeah, I've, just, I've just been gregarious in, in, in compliments and all that stuff. And I know that's tough to roll with and all, but how are you, let's, how are you feeling today? What's on your, what's on your mind? Good. You know, I had, um, met my trainer today. So, you know, had a little, had that, um, Am I good? I don't know. I'm overwhelmed today. I'm in the yeah. middle of moving. So oh, you that are? is happening. Yes, that is happening. Okay. Well, thanks for taking the time. Is that that's not happening no. today, today? Is no, it? it's this weekend, but ah. there's 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 light packing happening before real okay. packing happens before mm -hmm. yeah. and the movers you... move. Yes. And then, mm -hmm. then the unpacking. Yeah. Do <laughs> you have the... you have you hired a moving company? Are you all set? Yes, I'm, I'm in contact with a movie company now. I just got my date today that I'm moving the okay. exact day this weekend, and um, yeah, you know. Then there's the um, the shutting off everything. You mm -hmm. know, like I'm not looking forward to talking to Spectrum. 
Yeah. <laughs> any, anytime you have to make any kind of arrangements or changes with any type of corporate service, it is pure. It's designed to be pure. Yeah. Yeah. The, and they never let you do it online. Nope. Never, ever. And like, oh, God, it's 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 yeah, that's the kind of legislation I want to see happen where it's like, no, you have to make this shit easier for us. So you, yeah. you don't. So we're not paying with our time. You know, so mm -hmm. you wear us down, so we just give up and don't yep. change our services or don't, you know, switch or anything like mm -hmm. that. It drives me insane. I, I asked about the moving company thing because I always use this company called Delancey Street Movers, where they mm. use people. It's it's basically in a, in essence a halfway house for um, mm. uh, ex cons, and we've used them a few times. In the la when my wife and I moved into the house we're in now, the dude who ran it was like a devastatingly attractive man. And mm. like neck tattoo and everything, but like just the most polite, nicest dude you'd ever meet. But it was really funny when he would go to talk to his guys and my wife would just be like, ugh, can you just leave for a little while? Can I just, <laughs> <laughs> but like, I always jokes aside, like they're amazing. They not only move the furniture in and out, but they run back to the truck where I was just like, you guys, it, we're doing cool for time. You don't have to like, <laughs> like this, yeah. you know? But yeah, moving moving is always is. Are you staying in the same town? Yes, yes, I'm staying in LA. Okay, okay. And, yeah. But you you, I I did a little research. You went to mm. you went to Tish, so you were. I did years ago. Yes. Yeah. Right. But almost like, almost a decade at this point. Oh my goodness, my goodness. Well, you're you're still you're still early thirties. You're good. Yeah. <laughs> you're still a sweet young dude. Um, now do you do? Are you from New York? No, I'm from Milwaukee. Oh really? Yeah. Oh, fantastic! I was born in yeah. Chicago. How okay. uh, how long were you in Milwaukee? I won't do too much background, but um, up through high school, and then okay. I did undergrad at Loyola Chicago. Okay. Yeah. Oh, right on. That's cool. My, my mom went to Loyola in Rome. <laughs> you know, back okay. way back. Uh, <laughs> but now, did you were were you were you ever like? I feel like you you're a performer. Yes. Mm, yeah, yeah, I perform. Mm -hmm. And so, did which which kind of came first for you, the performing or the writing? For me, I was always performing, and then I got into writing to kind of try to create stuff for myself and the people I like to interact with. What what was your what was it was your writing? Okay, it was writing. Yeah, I um, I was not entirely comfortable with like myself or like my body or being in it. Um, probably like high school era. You know, so um, I was not really casting anything. Um, and then I discovered, uh, I had thought I wanted to write like uh, books, novels. Uh, and then I discovered playwriting and theater. And so I went into that first. Uh -huh. uh, and then it was later, like I was casting a couple of things. And then it was really just sort of like out here, rediscovered like liking, yeah. performing some stuff. Mostly because, you know, I do it sort of every week for the show right. and then when we do live shows um, and then um, acting things came out of um, like personality things, you know, like when you're talking heads on like yeah. um, documentaries or like um, e-TV shows, then that leads to like mm -hmm. a guest appearing in something else, you know, and sort of, that's it. Mm -hmm. That's like, I, I, I do some stuff sometimes where I talk to, you know, I, I get, do you, do you, I should say this to, to, to set us up a little, like, do you get, you get, 
I was going to say, I get asked advice and that's kind of how I got into this, where I kind of feel, mm -hmm. I see myself as completely unqualified because only I know my road and that's true yeah. for all of us, you know, but I, I will say we can all draw from ourselves. Mostly, you know, I draw more from bad experiences than good when I come from, you know, come of people with, with common advice. But do you, you, you seem to have a, a, a certain degree of personal reserve which I think mm -hmm. is cool, where you, you seem like you, you know who you are, you enjoy who you are, you had the hangups that a lot of people have for sure. But mm -hmm. do so do you get, I guess, long, you know, long question long, would you do you say you get a lot of asks for advice from people? Uh, from friends sometimes too, or acquaintances. So like sometimes people do. Um, and sometimes I reach out and give them responses. But I'm also just sort of like, what am I going to tell you? you yeah. Know? I'm the same. Um, yeah. Sorry, it's like my, my window's open and I'm noticing the, the, the TikToker. He's not TikToking. Um, okay. I'm currently in a, um, one of those like big complexes um, in, we hope? in like Larchmont. Ah, yeah. um, and um, that's what I'm moving out of. And mm. I know that like a, gay TikTok couple just moved into the building and okay. I just recognized one of them. <laughs> it's such a singular thing. Yeah. That that is that is such the 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 thing of the now when mm -hmm. I remember, you know, sounds like I'm old man reminiscent, but like Vine, when Vine mm -hmm. came out and you had people that were like the Viners that were like yeah. oh, you're, you're, you're sixteen hundred Vine. Vine. Mm -hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, where they all used to live. Yes. Yes. And now, and now, now they're in mansions in the hills. Of course. TikToks. Yeah. Yeah. They've they've mm -hmm. they've jumped to to YouTube. I I thought that was the wildest thing ever. Where they they said something like, "Give us seven million a piece, and we'll save Vine" or something like that. And mm -hmm. the people who own Vine were like, "No." <laughs> it's just like, I mean, what do I know? Maybe that was a good deal for the Vine owners. I, but it just sounded mm -hmm. crazy to me. Yeah. You know? Do you do you think? It's a, it's a, the media, the media landscape in terms of how we can get our creations out faster. I see it almost just as negative as it is positive in some ways, because you can write something and create it and put it out there. And it's just, you kind of gave it all away for free in a sense. Mm -hmm. But then again, you have access to so many more people than you would have. Do you, do you True. Yeah. You know, and I feel like traditional stuff like still just takes us long. You know, yeah. it seems like things go faster, but they really don't. It, yeah. <laughs> um, and I guess you can put stuff out there, but you know, I'm not really like a new media creator in the sense of like beyond podcasting, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, yes, I got into this because I love film and screenwriting, but you know, like I would need to go that route of like having everything together. The idea of like mounting right. like something and just doing it. Mm -hmm. I don't know. As he said, as someone who went to film school, but I went to <laughs> I went to NYU for writing. Yes, specifically dramatic writing, um, which you know is separate from the film department there. Sure. Yeah. So um, I, we never had like having to like shoot things around New York and stuff like mm -hmm. that. Maybe I should have done that. No, but see, that's <laughs> that's the thing. It's I don't think there's a there's a should have because you wouldn't be where you, I do that all the time, don't get me wrong. I'm like, if only I'd, you know, two, two paths in a wood diverged, blah, blah. But like, it's, mm -hmm. you can't really kind of go back. And, and I think probably that illustrated your, 
your comedy a lot better than if you went to, to, to film school. I, as much as I like to be better at the new media stuff, mm -hmm. I, I don't think I, it would, I don't know, I don't think I'd be as good a stand up, you know, if, yeah. I, was, if I was just this genius at <laughs> IG story or whatnot, you know? Yeah. It's, 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 it's baffling and it gives you a headache if you think about it too much, all the, all the options, all the things. I feel like mm -hmm. you and Lewis have both just crushed Twitter. Like mm. you're like, uh, obviously the keep it thing, which I was talking to our producer, uh, Renee, about keep it and what that came from and how that became kind of your catchphrase for one of another mm -hmm. term, you know? I think it's it's hilarious because it's all you know with that like I remember I think the first time I saw it I was a little late to the game was when you you uh, reposted um, Justin Timberlake's that man of the woods bullshit whatever album mm. you had and you were you just wrote keep it <laughs> and it's that it, it just it made me think of um, and that's kind of where I first started learning of you that it made me think of mm. any time when when we started out in Chicago. Mm -hmm. Me, you know, Kyle Kinane, Kamel, Hannibal. It was that thing where it, there wasn't a lot of bullshit because we didn't have it, it, a. We didn't have this this thing where we got all these people working with us and they're depending mm -hmm. on us for their jobs and stuff like that. And so you have to be very political and you have to be very like, mm -hmm. all right, let's take everyone's feelings into account. If something looked trash, you called it trash. And like, mm -hmm. I, I love that. Like that album came out and even did diehards. No one was like, yes. <laughs> this is what I wanted. I wanted the new incarnation of the Timberland clothing for white people to be put out by uh, Justin Timberlake in the sense of an album. You know what I mean? Like it's just I yeah. didn't, I I'm not the biggest fan of his anyway, but like when that <laughs> came out, I was like, what are you doing? And then you wrote the, the keep it. Like you I'm sure you've been asked this a billion times. Like where where was that started for you? Is that something um, we said? I feel like, I feel like, you know, like it was, I mean, I've definitely heard it before, you know, like, it's like, it's like a phrase that I feel like has existed, but you know, it was like, I, for some reason started using it like specifically because, um, you know, when, when stuff like that happens, you know, especially, yeah. especially like the, one of the hardest things, uh, I'm glad people think I'm good at it, um, <laughs> is like, is like comedy that comes from like, reacting to news yes or or something that's like been tweeted right you know it's like there's, there's a headline out and then you quote tweet it and you have to have something funny that's on top of that which may already be funny you know like yeah. your reaction to it um and that just seemed like something easy to write instead of like some long drawn out joke you know yeah but it's it, it, that's that's what i loved about it the economy of it yeah like we're, and, we're um yeah and and oddly, it's like I've because of the show now, um, and it's mm -hmm. been three years. You know, it's, it feels like it feels weird. Even I've ne I don't think I've tweeted that. Of course, and, yeah. and like like at least si since the first year of the show launching. You know, yeah, I mean, like maybe I have since then. You know, like um, some people might do keep it and like at me. You know, be like like I would say, but it's like it's funny because I'm like I don't even say it anymore. <laughs> you know, right. uh, we have the segment at the end of the episode where we have where we say keep it to something else. Yeah, yeah. And like we that is like more of an involved thing, and that's fun, and that's the phrase of it lives on. Yeah, obviously, but yeah, the the, the thinking about even sort of like 
maybe I'll try that someday. Uh, I'll yeah. try it this week. The um, an act of like finding something, quote tweeting it, and just writing keep it seems. Yeah. Well, but it, it's like it belongs to the world now, and you're yeah. kind of, you know, not that you 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 are the keep it guy, but you're a whole mm -hmm. lot of the things. So it's kind of yeah. I, the, the, the biggest cautionary tale I always think of in terms of comedy from my perspective is comics who started out and were like the party guys, you know, and we're always like, they'd have a drink on stage and all the jokes were about drinking. And it's like, where do you go from there? Besides, mm -hmm. you know, you, you're ruining. Yeah. You're, <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It's like, it's like, there's, that's, that's the worst. That's the worst, but there's, there's stuff that you can just attach yourself to and you become that guy. You know, mm -hmm. like case in point, Dave Attell is one of the funniest comics ever. He's sober now because he mm -hmm. was like, you know, he's showing insomniac. He was drinking in every single scene. And you can extrapolate that to, you know, catchphrases. If that's like if all you ever did was run on the scene and y'all keep it, you know, it just mm -hmm. like you would want to kill yourself. You'd be so tired yeah. of it. But but because it is something anyone can say, I feel like that's that's what gave it its, its staying power, because not only the only last thing I'll say about it, but it's economical, but it's also when you do ingest anything, be it entertainment, be it someone, something someone's telling you, something your mm -hmm. eyes are picking up, the sight of things, you know, it, 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 it's taking up some, some matter of real estate. And so just to be like, keep it. Like, I just, yeah. that's not for me. <laughs> it's you know, but you know, sometimes you gotta, it is weird thinking about, you know, the like shifting and becoming more political, you know, Mm -hmm. now it's it's weird you gotta navigate it you know yeah absolutely you know? absolutely yeah i think i had an almost keep it once that like i had to get rid of it was a tweet it what didn't end up being like me just writing even but it was like something else but you know then i mm -hmm. realized i know who was making it oh okay <laughs> and they were literally they're literally making the pilot episode oh that's yeah the, the times i've been in in meetings or writers rooms where i'm like see and like oh you did that and in my mind mm -hmm. i'm like i didn't i didn't enjoy that at all and i had so many problems with it you know I'm yeah and it's so hard and it takes the comedy out of like you see something announced right and you're like this looks dumb <laughs> let, <laughs> let me but first let me take a cursory look of imdb and see right. who is who is producing it you're, are they aligned with anyone I'm working with that I know that I like? Yeah. Yeah. But, but then you get funny things like, you know, like doing ads for Quibi mm -hmm. on, on Keep It, you know, which is sure. very funny because like we told people to delete Quibi when uh, it first came out. Yeah. Well, I mean, of course. I mean, I, I had a whole, I had Irene Two on, very funny comedian on one episode, and we got into often a thing about how Katzenberg lost his mind over how someone compared TikTok to Quibi, and he just lost, he's like, we have stars. And I'm just like, don't mm -hmm. you get, no one gives a shit about that in the short form, you know, kind of thing. Yeah. So hopefully they're adapting, but you know, I think end of the day, if they were smart enough to know your, crit your critique was dead center and dead on, and they still yeah. hired you, that's good on them. Yeah, you know? I love it. It's good. Okay, well let's let's uh, let's listen to some calls. Are you ready? Sure. Okay, roll the first call, Renee. Hi, Matt. Uh, my name's Spencer. I'm 27, and for the first time in my life, I am considering moving in with a romantic partner. Um, I've had a string of relationships, and 
you know, none of them ever really worked out that well. So I met a girl six months ago. Things have been fantastic. We quarantined with each other for a couple months. And I'm thinking that that's the next step for my life to take. Um, I'm already going through the process of trying to find a job down there. Uh, there aren't too many openings in the shovel fighting field these days. But any advice you might have for someone first moving in with a romantic partner would be absolutely fantastic. Thanks a lot. All right. And I didn't tell you this before. I don't know if I told you when I invited you on the show. I don't hear these beforehand. So we mm. we just heard that together for the first time. I never only person that listens to them is 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 Renee. And then he okay. plays. Them. So you want to take first crack? Uh I mean, I, I was I was mostly distracted by the use of the phrase romantic partner. <laughs> um, a lot. <laughs> please. Please, please. I always, I always, I always just find that phrase very funny because, like, you know, like he's talking, he's like moving out my romantic partner, and then I'm just sort of like, well, you know, I'm like, okay, is he is he moving in with a guy? Is he moving in with a girl? Right. And then, like you said, oh, he met this girl. I'm like, okay, great. And then romantic partner again, and I'm like, <laughs> and, and we're back. If you're moving, in, if you're if you're moving in with them, move beyond that. Yes, for sure. We need a we need a label. Mm -hmm. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Be comfortable with a label. Yeah, my my mother is 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 very very progressive, and uh, you know uh, I grew up in Portland, Oregon, and she at a certain point had a phase where she called anyone someone was dating their partner, and then yes. into, and it's like, mom, I'm no slave to gender or sexuality, but it's just how can I, I remember when they did that? I remember when like mm -hmm. older older straight white people really took on partner. Yep, yep, that that's my mom. Yeah, it was a thing where I was like, I'm, you know, and a lot of people, I wrote this online and a lot of people got mad at me, but I'm like, that is theirs. It's not for us, not <laughs> you know, but like, and that's just my preference, obviously, you know, do what you do. But that's, that's very funny that you, that, that, that jumped out for you too. You know, yeah. I feel like him putting romantic in front of it. I kind of wasn't sure, but if he mm -hmm. was a partner, I would have been like, okay, mm -hmm. you know, but so anything, yeah. any like romantic partner? Has he moved in with a business partner before? <laughs> a, lot of, a lot of questions. A lot of questions. Times are um, <laughs> well. Here's my response: I have never lived with one, so wow. Who knows? Okay. <laughs> I am moving in with a best friend next week. Okay. Or is moving in with me? You know, mm -hmm. um, I, I moving to a house in the hills. Oh, very um, cool next week and um my best friend is moving in with me um because you know um it's a pandemic and um yes. i basically see him every day you know and uh -huh. i was like why don't you come live with me instead of your current apartment great you know with a with a roommate that's not your best friend i've done that when, yeah. I, when I when i was in chicago i had a a a, a beautiful huge studio apartment <laughs> in andersonville and uh, and I, I a friend got this place in uh, in Lincoln Park. He couldn't handle by mm -hmm. himself, like the the rent. And I was like, well, let's just live together. And it worked out. Like it was it was it, you know that's that's living. I will say it's easier living with your sometimes your non romantic partner. Yeah. Than romantic partner. Yeah. So you've like have you have you had a lot of romantic partners? Not a lot. Not to not to delve too much into you but no very little romance but you know so 
um, you know, what's, what's a word for short-term partner? Um, <laughs> yeah. I think you just so, said so, so, Some projects. <laughs> You've had a lot of talks. A lot of, a lot of romantic freelancers. Mm -hmm. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. But you've never, have you, you've, ne have you reached the point where you're like, I think I could live with this, with this person, this romantic person? No, it's not, it's never gotten to that point. Okay. It's not, yeah. God bless. That's fantastic. I, 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 I care about my career and some people can't have it all. No. I get it. I get it. <laughs> Dude, I, I didn't, I didn't live with anyone romantically until my, my wife and I moved in together. Uh, mm -hmm. in 2015, but okay. by then I was, by then I was already 40. You know, yeah. I'd never, up until then, I'd never lived with someone who I, who I dated ever. Oh, wow. Okay. It was just, it was just, uh, someone, it was just that thing that like, I, I kind of had that, that tunnel vision. I feel like mm -hmm. a lot of, a lot of dudes have that are just like, well, if I don't know every step of the way for the next 30 years, why would I live with them? You know, of course, but, you know. But with her, I rolled the dice and it worked out great. Uh, but, but yeah, so I don't think, don't, don't, <laughs> don't, not that you give a shit, but don't think I'm sitting here going, well, <laughs> moved in with anyone. Um, yeah. I would, do you, do you, this is a step for me to be honest, you know? I, I um, cause I, I, um, I used to have roommates um, in LA that I didn't like, you know? Oh, yeah. Um, and, it's been forever since I've lived with a friend, you know, like mm -hmm. not since college really. Um, and I've been living on my own for the past few years, you know, and I was gonna move to that, I was gonna move to this place and I was like, you know what, I could just like live there by myself, but you know, like it's it's big and also like I want someone around, you know? Yeah. And so it's, yeah, it's the natural progression for me of getting to a point where um, I'm not, that selfish where I could live with another person again. Mm -hmm. You know, I feel like I had to go out of, I had to break free from it to then be able to go back to it. Yeah. And I, you know, to that, to that point, I think that's Spencer, listen, you know, if you can just pay attention to what Ira just said, that's what you have to take into this living with the romantic partner situation where mm -hmm. you've had this time on your own. Like my therapist has always said, when I had my, my crazier days, and you do it sometimes a part of you goes, Oh, I miss them. You just got to say to yourself, I did that shit. Now I have to mm -hmm. try this, you know? So I think yeah. if you really want to be with this person, you want to live with this person. When it, when I finally took the plunge, it was fantastic. So I guess my advice to you, Spencer, is just to kind of, you know, keep an open mind. Don't be too much of it. Well, don't be a dick at all. And, uh, and listen a lot, but don't mm -hmm. let this other person stop you from being you, you mm -hmm. know? And, and, and make sure you don't do that. I, I will say it's a big thing straight couples often uh, fall into, which is they become a two-headed monster. They become one, where mm -hmm. one person kind of gives in the other one's acquiesces and, and, and just goes along with whatever they want just because they, just, they don't want, they want everything to run smooth. So I, in mm -hmm. a nutshell, that's, that's my advice to you. I will also say, I mean, and I'll preface this with not everyone has this luxury, um, <clears throat> especially now, you know, given with um, unemployment and, you know, like all this other pandemic shit, you know, yep. but like if you, if you can afford it, um, not living in a one bedroom with yes. your partner will probably help, yes. especially if you have never lived together before 
um, mm -hmm. and if the relationship isn't like 10 years or something, you know, yep. where you really know each other, yep. um, living, you know, in a one bedroom space without some other space in your home um, would probably not be sane to I, do, I would, especially, I would especially now where yeah. um, you also can't really leave your home. It's essential for so many reasons. Going by my history, I will say that like at one point, uh, friends came over and we were watching uh, uh, Coachella on YouTube doing the Coachella mm -hmm. thing where you just flip mm -hmm. from stage to stage. And my friend brought mushrooms and I ate too many. And then everyone was <laughs> and I was there, I was there with, uh, with my wife and I, we went to bed and I started just flipping around in bed. Like I couldn't, you know, had that, <laughs> that, that cocaine energy. And she's like, you have to get the fuck out of bed. And I went into the <laughs> office, and I, I pulled out the couch and I, I had a conversation with myself and I talked myself literally like Gollum in Lord of the Rings, like looking <laughs> right, left. And so thank God I had that room, yeah. you know, <laughs> that's worst case scenario, but yeah, Spence, if you can swing it financially, it's worth it. It's worth it. Even if you have like yeah. two cars and you have to sell one to handle the rent on a two bedroom place, trust me, mm -hmm. you know. So hope yeah. that helps. A lot, of, a lot of people are that two, two car, one car families. Mm -hmm. It works. I don't know. Yeah. I literally just got a car. Oh, congrats. In, for my first time in LA. Wow. Nine, nine years. Got a car. Oh my goodness. What did you just, did you just take Ubers everywhere? I took Uber everywhere and I, or I used to take like when I first moved here, I mean, that was taking like the bus. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. Well, congrats, man. That's very yeah. cool. Yes. Do not miss those days of <laughs> taking the bus from my apartment in West Hollywood to Burbank at the coffee oh. shop that I worked at. Oh, buddy. Yeah. Oh, goodness. Well, mazel. All right, well, let's, uh, <laughs> let's hear the second call. Ma-ha-ha, thanks for doing this, my friend. With open mics and live shows on hold for the foreseeable future, what do you think young amateur comedians like myself should be doing to make sure that this time doesn't go to waste? Thanks for your time, and uh, congrats again on being a cool, young, new dad. All the best, your friend, so Ian. So young, such a young dad. Yes, that's my that's my running gag where I'm like, I you know, I, I used to get on stage and be like, I'm not a dad and get a laugh because this salt and pepper. Band, like, I just became a dad like 10 days ago. So oh, wow. uh, yeah, congrats. Thank you, Ira. I appreciate it. <laughs> She's my whole You're still doing this. You got a you got a kid. I'm in the middle of moving. And here we are. Look at us. <laughs> We're hustlers. But th this, is a, this is a big question that I've, uh, I've heard here and there, not so much on the show, but it is, it, I think <clears throat> it's a combination, if I should, I mean, from my perspective, of, of, of staying busy enough to stay sane, but staying mm -hmm. lazy enough to stay sane at the same time. So yes. you, you, you have to give yourself enough, enough space and, and, and not expect yourself to be generating all this stuff because i mean i've my my comedy brain has been off and on crippled for the past six seven months mm -hmm. it's just it's devastating everything that's it's, it's going on and we we have a we have a pandemic we have uh uh you know a societal uh you know social change uh movement happening that's getting in equal parts indiscriminately violent pushback in my opinion 
from the wrong people. And also we have, we, we have a president that thrives on our, literally thrives on our anxiety because all he cares about is attention. So yeah. take that, put it aside and kind of focus on yourself and, and, and don't think you have to put out like a new YouTube video every day. Try to do some Zoom shows. They suck. Do them anyway. Don't do them all. <laughs> they really do. <laughs> They're horrible. But uh, I do. I feel like a bad pandemic person, but also it's just like once the once like the month in hit, you know, like the part of the reason I'm moving with my best friend is like he was he was here all the time anyway, you know, yeah. like yeah. I feel like everyone has slid into like the around five people that they see all the time now, you know, and. Thankfully, I have those people when we get together like every um, every Friday or Saturday, oh, you know, and like um, watch something or like hang out. But now that in my mind, the concept of anyone inviting me to do a Zoom anything is is disgusting to me. Yes. <laughs> watch this Zoom stand-up show. I would rather not. Oh, yeah. I'm very picky. I found some pretty cool ones that also I can, you know, make a couple bucks doing them. So why not? Uh, but it's you just have to right from the get-go expect the worst you know? yeah I, I did make the mistake i feel like the beginning of the pandemic we were all first time uh first year comedians yet again mm -hmm. because we're all just uh, at least from my perspective a lot of us were just saying yes to any show and you do it yes like, what <laughs> have i got myself into what mm -hmm. is this you know uh and it, we've, we've learned from that, but, but yeah, it is, it, it, it chief, for, chief first and foremost is you have to take care of yourself. And mm -hmm. I mean, mentally more than anything and emotionally, it, it's just, you know, because it's just so much stress. So mm -hmm. if you can create and make stuff at the same time, that's great. But if you but also day, you know, don't feel the need to, right. Because let me tell you, yeah, it is a pandemic. Yep. We're all going through shit. And also some people are just equipped for, for this you know you think of someone amazing like um z-way you know yeah, like i loved i loved i loved baited um before but yeah. it was very much her working with other comedians and it was a little bit more like scripted they knew what they were doing and it was funny but mm -hmm. having to do it on instagram live i think blew it up and made Absolutely. it really funny for now um on the flip side there's plenty of comedians who do a lot of really funny work um, or creators who do a lot of really funny work that just really doesn't work right now. Right. You know, it's not adaptable to the way that we're all doing things while we're all locked in our house. And mm -hmm. just, you have to be okay with that and just yeah. realize that you're not going to be the number one person people are talking about right now. You know, right. like if people enjoy your work, they'll keep listening to it, you know, mm -hmm. but like you're not, don't expect to have like a breakthrough moment, no. you know? No. Because that's and, insane to think you are. I have plenty of friends who are, who are not funny at the moment. <laughs> uh, and they still do their like yeah. videos or things. And I'm like, you know, I'm just going to mute this <laughs> for the time being. Yeah. And I, I find... And we all know those people, you know? Sure. They're like, they're, they're trying oh, to do the same comedy. And it's like, this isn't funny today. No, and, and, and I will say mo a lot of the comics who went out and just started hitting clubs again, mm -hmm. you know, like from the from jump where it's like, yeah. oh, it's fine. It's distanced. You know, I'm even I'm still going to do a meet and greet, which already is insane. But 
it, it was that thing where like, okay, for me, it's almost like if you were a boxer, but you have to fight with only one hand mm -hmm. because there's a level of anxiety that's in that room, regardless mm -hmm. of how you, you, you want it to be or, or not want it to be, where it's just, it's not going to be fun for, 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 for you or them as much. Yeah. So you have, you, like anything, you have to adapt. I find when I'm doing these Zoom shows, I don't really worry as much about being funny as, as being interesting, as being something mm -hmm. to look at on a screen where, you know, I, I, I feel like I, I often veer into like Joel Austin or Kirk Franklin territory where I'm just like, you know, we're going to be all right. <laughs> <laughs> yes, very much that or, you know, um, wishing you were in Europe. I don't know. Like, right. I'm, I'm sure comedians there are, are okay. Sure. <laughs> you do an outside show. Some uh -huh. of them seem to be fine. New Zealand, probably doing inside yeah. shows. Yeah. You know, hugging, kissing, all, yeah. the, all the things we used to do. You know, mm -hmm. I'm sure they'll lift that up. So yeah, I mean, I, I love that piece of advice where it's like, don't, don't expect yourself to, to put it this way. No one's looking for the next big Zoom show ever, no. ever. It just doesn't. <laughs> it, it's, it's the it's the medium we have to use, but no one's no one's checking for it once this is all over. You know. Absolutely. Yeah. So, all right, we got one left. Uh, this has been so fantastic. I really appreciate you 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 joining me and to play. So uh, let's uh, let's roll the last call, Renee. Um, hi, um, my name's Amanda. Um, I'm just having an issue right now. My biological father is tossing on his deathbed. Again, he's done this a few times, but this time looks like it's the real one. And I never really made peace with him. Um, and I just don't know what to do because, of course, because it's COVID, I can't even visit him in the hospital. And I just kind of really need somebody to tell me that I'm not a horrible person. Um, and I think just saying it out loud even now helps. So um, thank you. Uh, you're funny. Thank you. Bye. Man, we look. Mm. I get calls sometimes where people don't give enough information, and this is one. Uh, mm -hmm. I don't know why she has a rift with her father. Mm -hmm. I just know he seems to be dying. She can't visit him because of COVID. Seems it's like happened twice before. It's ha yes. And, like it almost seemed like he was maybe faking before. I don't mm -hmm. know, but. Or has a dangerous line of work. Possibly. Yeah. Mm -hmm. uh, but look, if I think you can still visit people in the hospital, but if they have COVID, you can't. Yes. You know, I, 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 I know that because my, my mother called me and, and cheerfully informed me that I had, uh, not only do I have, as an only child, I have, um, uh, I, I hate calling it this, but it, this, I can never remember the term, but uh, I have, I have plug pull in authority on both my parents uh, mm. in case they become vegetables. And uh, my mom was like, we also, if we get put on ventilators, we want you to shut them mm. off because we're not going to make it. We're in our seventies. And like, that was yeah. not an easy phone call to get. My mom tried to cheer me up by going, but you can visit us in a hazmat suit. Yeah. DNRs. Thanks Jane. Yeah. Um, but I think, what she it sounds like this guy has COVID. it sounds like something went bad between them i suppose my advice just in a nutshell would be to to either try to make a phone call or write a letter what are, what's your what's your input ira what do you think with 
a lot of I have not seen my father in over 15 years. And wow. if he were in the hospital dying of COVID, I would pour myself a drink and watch a movie. So <laughs> you're not a bad person, girl. Okay. <laughs> um, here's the thing, you know, like, there are some people, I'm sure, who are like, you know, you need to make peace, amends with some people. But, you know, I also yeah. just think that, like, some people don't deserve it. And also some people, you know, just um, aren't in your life anymore for whatever reason. You know, they come yeah. into it for a reason and they come out of it. And I don't know. That's, I feel like that's what therapy is for. I can talk, yeah. through, my, talk through that with my therapist, but I yeah. also feel like there would be nothing served by me emotionally, like, um, dealing with a person who hasn't been a part of my life for... yeah over 15 years, you know? So absolutely, um, there's no reason for you to be the angel. And, yeah. you know, it, to be clear, like I wasn't saying she should just put it all aside because it is her oh, of course. I don't believe in that. I'm, I'm definitely yeah. team Ira on that, on, on that because- I think going I, back is a thing that people get of like, not, it's not the same analogy, but like a cheating analogy, you know? Mm -hmm. It's like, um, if you're a person who did that once uh, and like maybe it's never going to happen again, because of whatever those circumstances were, it's more about your guilt, you know, telling your partner, right? right? Um, this feels more about not even their relationship. It feels more about her personal guilt, you know, yeah. of going for this. And I feel like that won't be solved by talking to the father, you know? That's, yes. That personal guilt will be solved through dealing with your own emotions on your own and that is either through therapy or something else but the simple act of going and talking to this person and doing that is is nine times out of ten probably not going to work and the yeah. one time out of ten it will work is probably on a um television show exactly or a movie <laughs> yeah um, you okay. know they convince us that everyone needs these like closure moments yeah yeah like that but we really don't no, the, the whole idea of like, nothing's more important than family. Well, your, you know, what about your mental health? What about your emotional health? What about, mm -hmm. uh, you know, because there are people who uh, uh, would, would do that, would constantly reach out when they're trying to heal something inside themselves that they should just go off and help themselves heal, where this person isn't going to help. This person's going to be the same selfish person and keep trying to have power over you just because this is your parent, uh, yeah. you know, and yeah, so... If if it's if it's that, then 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 yeah, just just focus on the good times in your life and and move on. Yeah, if if if, if that I mean that's what if that's what you're saying, if that's what she's saying, then you know, like and you're you're feeling a bad you're not a bad person. That bottom line, that was your question. You're not a bad yes. person. For that, you know, I don't know you. <laughs> you, you could she could she could very well be a bad person. <laughs> <laughs> the the call. Right. I, I killed someone drunk driving. <laughs> so I hope that I hope that helps. Thanks, thanks to all the callers. Ira, uh, is there anything you want to put out there for people to know about you, or or any plugs or anything like that? Or but <laughs> for those of you who don't know who Ira Madison the Third is, follow him on Twitter and uh, listen to his amazing podcast, Keep It, and uh, you know, check for what, whatever, whatever he's working on now, uh, which I'm sure you can't even talk about. Uh, but um, how, are, are you in a writer's room right now? No, I'm still working on my pilot as old. Oh, nice. A, a year ago. 
Oh, very cool. <laughs> yeah. Yep. A year, a year or so ago. Of course. <laughs> of course. Of course. Well, actually, I think it, I think it was fully 2018, November okay. 2018. Yeah. Sure. So. Sure. I mean, God bless to not the fact that you're not in a writer's room because I hear they're horrible. Like speaking. Yeah. Of Zoom, there, there's 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 studios. They're like, we want you guys to stay on Zoom for eight hours. And yeah. I did one. Okay. I did one um, at the beginning. Um, net, it's not coming up till next year, but I worked on Q-Force, the show Gabe Liebman created um, oh, for Netflix. Cool. It's animated. Okay. Um, and we were writing that when the pandemic hit. So okay. we Zoomed for like two more months, two and a half more months. Um, but, you know, luckily I didn't join a new room right during that yeah. well and so. it sounds like i mean i i know the people i know who, who have been in those hell rooms are not shows that are on netflix i mean i i, I know a couple people that are writing on some shows they seem to be a little mm -hmm. more chill but other places mm -hmm. i won't name where it's kind of like people had to set up their own wga rules they're like mm. okay no here's a new one we don't zoom for more than four straight hours because yeah. I, will, I will stab myself this is not yeah luckily we're sane you know right we're already you know like we're on episode seven oh, cool. and it, that was mine and that, so like i started the pandemic going on script anyway so oh, it was a good it was a good room setup that's great that's great well hey man thanks so much i really appreciate it uh good luck on the move and, thank you uh, looking forward to seeing you out and yes. about when all this all this madness is is done. yes and congrats on thank the new you edition. Yeah. i appreciate that ira thanks so much yeah. man. take care of yourself <laughs> Yes. All right, buddy. Thanks for listening to This Might Help with Matt Bronger. If you need advice, don't hesitate. Call 323-763-0228 and leave a message. It's anonymous. No BS. No one will pick up. Just leave the message after the beep. No one will ever know it's you. Call 323-763-0228. Thanks. This Might Help with Matt Bronger was created and hosted by me, Matt Bronger. Produced by Outer Circle Media. Executive producers Matt Kleinschmidt and Robert Kelly for the Laugh Button Podcasts.